Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 that we read, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Webster defines a speech as follows, the act of speaking, the expression or communication of thoughts and feelings spoken by words. But here's the definition that they have for sermon. A discourse delivered in public, especially by a preacher in a pulpit using a text from the scriptures for the purpose of religious instruction or the inculation of morality. In other words, when I look at those two definitions, one of the things that I first realize is this. A sermon is a speech, but not all speeches are sermons. The apostles were preachers, but a preacher is not an apostle. And the failure to realize the difference in an apostle and a preacher has led to a multitude of errors in our religious world today. Many preachers think that they are apostles just because they preach the word. While a sermon and a speech have some things in common, just as a preacher and an apostle have some things in common, there is as much difference between a speech and a sermon as between a preacher and an apostle. You see, our religious neighbors have oftentimes confused apostles and preachers. It seems as though that we are drifting into the direction of confusing speeches with sermons. A speech may be eloquent and inspiring, but it will not take the place of a sermon. Speeches may display the wisdom of the world, but they do not contain the wisdom of God, and it takes the wisdom of God to save souls. What the world needs is not eloquence and inspiration, but salvation, and it takes sermons, not speeches, to get the job done. You see, a speech may have a verse of scripture in it, and it still not be a sermon. I think of times when presidents have stood before the masses and have spoken their union message. They quote a verse of passage there, or maybe a couple verses of passage, but he did not preach a sermon. He made a speech. I would not assume that anyone thinks that the president's speech will save a world that is lost in sin, nor edify the church. It wouldn't even have been a sermon if it was delivered in a pulpit at a church building instead of the halls of Congress. The difference in a speech and a sermon is the content. A speech may be about anything, whereas a sermon contains the gospel of Jesus Christ. I recently heard of one of our outstanding preachers, quote-unquote there, deliver a speech. And I say speech because it was supposed to be a sermon, but he quoted from three or four different books written by men and actually from a popular, well-known magazine. Finally, toward the end of his speech, he quoted two passages of Scripture. Though he used only two passages of Scripture, he misapplied one of them. His speech was well-prepared, but the preparation was spent in studying the wrong books. There's nothing wrong in reading books, but when preachers spend most of their time reading books that are written by men rather than the Bible, it is a mistake. What preachers read affects them just as it does any other person. Preachers will condemn anyone who is reading trashy novels or books in general because they know the effect that it has on the heart. But preachers need to remember that what they read also tells on them. The Bible contains ample information on any subject a preacher may want to discuss. 
more reading of the Bible and less reading of man-written books will supply this information. And so the second chapter of Acts gives us not only a model for the church, but a model for sermons. It will do all preachers good to examine Peter's sermon here. Every argument Peter made is supported by a passage of Scripture, and it's quoted. His denial that the apostles were drunk, but instead guided by the Holy Spirit, was proven by his quotation from Joel, as we find in Acts chapter 2, 15-21. He then refers to the death and the resurrection and shows that God was not caught off guard by the death of Christ. He quotes what David says in chapter 2 and verse 25 through 28, and he mentions even David's tomb. He says he was a prophet and that he made an oath to him that he would raise Christ up to sit on his throne. Then he quotes again from David in verse 34 and 35. This is why we say Peter preached a sermon. He did not make a speech. He did not tell a tale. He preached a sermon. And so let us have some more sermons and fewer speeches from the pulpit. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.